So all you know, Jackson, is dad training and going overseas, right? All the deployments. So what's it been like being a, a ranger kid for these last 13 years? Uh, it is hard on your mom. It's very hard on your mom. Your siblings, you have to look out for all the time. You got to help your mom a lot. You're always praying for your dad before dinner to be okay. And uh, it's very hard. You got to help your mom a lot, like I just said. Like, I remember the time when mom was so mad at Darby. She was throwing rocks into the pond. I felt so bad, so bad for her. I didn't know what to do though. It's uh, yeah. I'm sh- there's there's those hard days, you know. All you military spouses out there, you know, there's those days where you just wish you had your spouse there to help you out. And sometimes the kids are the ones left there to kind of deal with that backlash, right? And you have to do the best you can. And uh, Kate and I did it the hard way. We had four four kids, so she's got four times the fun to try to to wrangle while uh, while dad's away. Welcome to the Leading with Vulnerability podcast. I'm your host, Yuma Barnett, and today we're coming at you from the new Leading with Vulnerability podcast studio down here in uh, the the old Mill District of Columbus. we got a studio here where we're going to bring the podcast to you from and do some other things uh, unique that we'll tell you about soon. Um, I thought, you know, who's going to be my first guest in, in the new studio? And I'm always talking about my kids, and I'm always talking about Jackson, and we're going through this military transition together. And I thought, well, he's 13 years old now. What better way than to bring him on the podcast and talk to Jackson a little bit, get his perspective on what it's been like to be a military child, a ranger kid, uh, and get his perspective on what it's like just to be a 13-year-old these days, and then uh, talk to him a little bit about what he's excited about as we make this transition out of service. So I'm going to pass the ball off to Jackson and let him introduce himself and we'll get into some of this conversation. I am Jackson Barnett. I am 13 years old. I have three siblings, Fallon, Darby, and Maverick. My favorite hobbies are sports, playing playing video games, and painting. My favorite, the sports I'm playing right now are football and wrestling. Those are also my favorite sports. Yeah, if uh, if you can't tell, Jackson's a little bit nervous to be on the on the on the show today, but he was excited and very eager to come on. So I thank him for that. I understand it's a little bit nerve wracking, especially when you're 13, and you're sitting here and you're getting interviewed by your dad. But Jackson, relax. It's okay. You're 13. You have a small mustache growing now. You're basically a man. Just chill out. We'll have a conversation and talk a little bit about it. How's that sound? Good. All right. <laughs> he loves it when I bring up his his mustache. He's a big fan of that. So you've been a military kid your whole life. That's all you know is dad in the Army, dad in the 75th Ranger Regiment. What's it been like being a military kid? Uh, It's hard, and you got to help mom a lot when your dad's deployed. Uh, your siblings can be a bunch of pains, and you have to look out for them along with their mom. But there's also some good things in it, like moving. But that's also one of the most annoying things you can do because you got to move away from people. Yeah. But moving allows you to meet new people in new places. Like when we went to Australia, that was really cool. Yeah, it's a it's a unique life being a uh, a military child. It's it's 
the the hours and stuff are are not unique only to the military. A lot of families out there and a lot of professions move around a lot and do a lot of of different things. But we're definitely in a smaller population, you know, from the rest of the rest of the world, rest of the parents out there. Uh, Jackson got to move around quite a bit there the last about six years. We moved quite a few times. And like you said, he Jackson's not a fan of moving and starting new schools and, and, and having to do all that stuff. And that's part of the reason for the transition. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But not only are you a military child, you're a you're a ranger kid, right? Which has been a little bit different for the last 20 years as the 75th has depl- they deployed, you know, for the first time in October of 2001 and have been and deployed all the way through, you know, just recently when they came back from from Afghanistan. So all you know, Jackson, is dad training and going overseas, right? All the deployments. So what's it been like being a, a ranger kid for these last 13 years? Uh, it is hard on your mom. It's very hard on your mom. Your siblings, you have to look out for all the time. You got to help your mom a lot. You're always praying for your dad for dinner. To be okay. And uh, it's very hard. You got to help your mom a lot, like I just said. Like, I remember the time when mom was so mad at Darby. She was throwing rocks into the pond. I felt so bad, so bad for her. I didn't know what to do, though. It's, uh, yeah, I'm sh- there's, there's those hard days, you know. All you military spouses out there, you know, there's those days where you just wish you had your spouse there to help you out. And sometimes the kids are the ones left there to kind of deal with that backlash, right? And you have to do the best you can. And uh, Kate and I did it the hard way. We had four four kids, so she's got four times the fun to try to, to wrangle while, uh, while dad's away. So I left you as the man of the house. And especially in the later years, you know, when she brought probably nine and later, we would have that discussion before I deployed that you're going to be the man of the house and to make sure you helped mom out and helped out with those other siblings of yours. And specifically, like you said, Darby, who can be, Darby is born in Australia and is a little bit different, kind of like an Australian is, is a little bit stubborn, a little bit wild, a little bit carefree. Um, and I can picture mom out there now chucking rocks into the into the pond, um, <laughs> trying to just get rid of some frustration. And I can see you, Jackson, sitting there not really knowing how to handle the situation. But I will say you've done a really good job for the last uh, 13 years when I've been deployed, and especially the last five when you've been old enough to do a little bit more and help out a little bit more. But along with being a ranger kid and dealing with the deployments, you've got to do some pretty cool stuff too. Can you share what, some of the things we've done and some of the leadership positions that I've been in? Yeah, I remember going to ranger ceremonies and being able to go into the weapons room. And going to Australia was a ranger thing. Yeah. Yeah, Australia was really cool. My favorite part about Australia is either the going to the Opera House or the Blue Mountains and the Three Sisters. Yeah, that was fun. Australia was a great trip. We had a lot of fun over there as a family and tried to get out as much as we could. And like I said, you got to do some unique things as I went up in leadership positions as platoon sergeant and a, a first sergeant. I take in the arms rooms and show you all the guns and the night vision devices. And, and I just kind of try to share a little bit of my work with Jackson so he had an understanding of what I was doing and, and why I was doing it. That way he could maybe help out a little bit more when he was the, you know, the de facto man of the house when when dad left. Um 
Um, so you're talking about your mom a little bit, right? And all the deployments that you know that you can remember. Can you tell when mom's having a tough day or needs a little backup? Can you tell it without her having to say it? Um, sometimes I can. Mom, what? usually when mom is having a tough day, she, um, I don't know really how to describe it. It's like she does everything herself without any help. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not throwing mom under the bus right now, <laughs> but... That's how I know mom's having a tough day, and she's also like doing something very fast that shouldn't that doesn't need to be done really very very fast, like folding laundry. Yeah. Do you try to hop in and help her out when you can, or watch Maverick for a minute, or take the kids outside, or something? Yes, I try my best to help her. Yeah, and I think you described it. You said you didn't know how to describe it, but I think you described Kate perfectly. And a lot of us, I'm the same way. they just you just start you just start work, working and doing extra things all the time, and and kind of do something to take take your mind off the 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 frustration of having your spouse deployed and the worry and stuff that comes along behind that. So I think you described it perfectly. Mom's terrible about asking for help, and she wouldn't want to be a burden and ask her kids to help her out. Uh, she's just kind of one of those. She just kind of does it on her own, but it's. Good of you. I know that you've realized that in the recent years and you've been able to come in and kind of give mom a little bit of rest and help out. And she's been vocal about that when we would just when we would talk when I was overseas about, um, you know, I'm really thankful for Jackson today. He came in and helped me out and did all that. So of those three siblings, right, let's talk about them a little bit. We have Fallon. We have Darby, and then we have Maverick down there. So tell me a little bit about each one of your siblings. Oh, Fallon is like uh, the most playful, fun person you can have in a family. Uh, She can be pretty annoying at times, (laughs) but I love her, and she is really fun. Darby is a wild thing. She... We always say that her hair matches her personality, and that's true. Her hair is wild and everywhere. (laughs) That's right. And Maverick is a maverick. He is always running around with his dump trucks or fuddies. Yeah. And he usually bangs his head on something twice a day. Yeah. And he is... The little brother I've always wanted. Yeah, that's right. He, and that's a good good segue there, Jackson, to bring it up about about Maverick. So we uh, when we had Maverick, Kate and I decided we were going to try for one more child right before deployment. And if it happened, it happened. If it didn't, we were going to be done and be and have the three, right? But Jackson always wanted a, a brother, right? So um, it's kind of a funny story. I was actually overseas when Kate found out she was pregnant with, with Maverick. And uh, on our first three kids, Jackson, Fallon, and Darby, Kate, we didn't find out the sex of the child, right? We, we were surprised when it was born. But on this one with Maverick, we decided to find out the sex beforehand for, for one reason. And he's, the reason is sitting here on this podcast, Jackson, because he wanted a brother so bad. And during, when, when Kate was pregnant, well, I'll tell the story first, how the, she told the kids. So the kids were at the, 
they came home from school. They were having their after school snack and Kate set up the camera and videoed it and had it, had it out there and was showing <laughs> and was, and uh, told the kids that she had something to tell them. Right. And they're sitting there and, uh, she slid the picture of the ultrasound across the, the, the table, the Island table. Right. And you're looking at it and they were wondering what it was. And then I think Fallon said, I think it's a baby. And they were all excited and Jackson having my back like a true brother, right? Like a true first son comes in his mind. And he says, wait, mom, how are you having a baby when mom's deployed or when dad's deployed? Right. Which I thought was perfect and hilarious. And Kate had to explain, well, I got pregnant before dad left, but Jackson was making sure that I'm making sure things were on the up and up with this, with this new kid coming along. So we, Jackson, he Loves his sisters to death, but didn't want another sister. So we decided to find out the sex of Maverick because we we wanted, if it was going to be another girl, we wanted to have eight months, nine, seven months to soften the blow on Jackson. Because at one point he said, if it's a girl, what did you say? I'm not going to love it. I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to do anything with it. No, I didn't say that. I just said I wouldn't hate it if it was not a boy <laughs> so we found out and then we told ended up telling jackson hey you're gonna have a little little brother what was that moment like when we told you, you had a brother coming i can't really remember i remember a lot of emotion and uh i think i hugged mom extremely tight <laughs> yeah i know it was a great time for you it was a great time for all of us and now we have maverick and and you're getting a your, your share because he keeps you busy outside and in the house and is always bugging you, but you're the perfect big brother for him. You help take care of him and, and show him the way. And he loves to sit there and watch you wrestle. He, he's ready to get in the wrestling ring himself, I think. Um, so all, all that time as a military kid, right, uh, through the deployments, you probably don't remember all of the deployments. You might remember back to when you're eight or nine or maybe a few before that. But is there one day that stands out that was your worst day as a military kid? Your very last deployment. Uh, you, we took you to the, um, well, your office to yep. get your stuff done. And I remember you going, uh, you hugging everybody, and everybody was crying. I saw you tearing up. <laughs> yeah. And you left, and we left, and Mom got us Chick-fil-A, I think. I don't know, some fast food, probably Chick-fil-A. Probably. Yeah. And that's all I can remember. I think you're... It's probably all those times that you had to say bye, right? Because that was the hardest for me is saying bye to those kids, you know, and I just kept having them. So it kept getting harder and harder to say goodbye to all of them. And as Jackson got older, as they all got older, I knew I was missing more things in your life, right? You were, you know, whether it was sporting events or just you're missing those moments that you can remember together, right? And and they're hard and they got harder as they went along. So um, those are the tough ones, but when I come home, those are the great, great, great times as well. There's a flip side of that. So I'll ask, I'll ask that question. So what, what, as, what was your best day or your favorite day as a military kid? You coming back from your last appointment. Yeah. I knew it was your last appointment because you said you're coming out of the army. Uh, mm. You 
We're in your army costume. A <laughs> costume. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> you are carrying a you know your big duffel bag. Yep. And you dropped it and like crouched down and Darby and Fallon were running straight towards you and hugged you. And you came to me and I hugged you. Oh yeah, that's good. And I see you getting emotional about it still. Yeah. And you're right. I think me and you had had that conversation before that deployment that I was going to transition out of service. And that also derived from a conversation you and I had on a drive to school one day. You remember that? Yes. Where you said, you know, you're kind of like, I'm done, dad. I'm done with the deployments. I'm done with you moving. Um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. You remember that conversation? Yes. And what, what prompted you to say that to me? Um, um. I think it was because I loved where you're living right now. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, that's all I can really say. Yeah, and I, I think it goes back to something we said earlier. You were you moved. We moved quite a bit mm-hmm. in the last six or seven years up to there. You know, we went from Savannah to Dahlonega, Dahlonega back to Savannah. We didn't, we moved in Savannah, you know, while we were there. And we went from Savannah to Australia, uh, which theirs were stops for like a month at grandpa's uh, to Australia, back from Australia, another like month at grandpa's back down to Fort Benning. So you had a busy, you had a very chopped up few years there where you weren't able to make friends. You weren't able to get settled into a school, get settled into a sports team. And I could tell as we moved into up into Harris County, where we live now, you were, you were happy where we were at and you were scared. You didn't want to leave again. Right. Uh, and I could, I understood that because uh, I moved around quite a bit as a younger kid. And I always said, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that to my kids when they get to the age they are. And then there I am, I find myself kind of doing the same thing to my kids. So I knew it was time to, to switch roles and quit being the Ranger leader because that, that was my primary focus for a long time was making sure those guys survived deployments. I would survive deployments and uh, just be a husband and a father, put that more to the forefront. Right. And uh, Jackson, you helped me make that decision and I appreciate it. And I know your mom appreciates it and your brothers and sisters will appreciate it. But uh, I know those are tough, tough times to talk about. Right. Um, so we've moved a lot, right? Yes. What to you is the worst part about moving? Moving away from your friends, well, your former friends you had for two years, moving away from a place you know for a long time, uh, and just nothing's the same when you're moving to a new place. Yeah. It's never really uh, comforting when you move to a new place for at least a year. Right. You don't know what it's going to be like. Right. And then when you get there for that year, you're looking forward as like, well, we're probably going to have to move again in a year, right? Yes. Or we might have to. And that's a reality for a lot of military families. Every two years they're bouncing around, right? So, um, so. We had a unique experience, Jackson, we'll talk a little bit about. When we moved back to Harris County, we lived over where we first lived at the rental house, right? Yeah. And then we bought the house we're at now, 
And our contractor that we had backed out on us the day he was supposed to start doing renovations on the house. And they had sold the house that we were staying in. So we didn't have anywhere to stay. Where did we live for about two months? Uh, a rental camper, the tent in an old camper someone loaned us. Yeah. So we lived in the front yard in a six-person tent that we used in Australia. Uh, we rented a camper for a while, but that quickly became a little bit too expensive. We had some friends, thankfully bring us another camper that we were able to kind of hide out in as it got colder in October, November. Okay. And as true fashion, I, uh, I deployed right in the middle of all this, right. As the house was getting renovated, okay. left Kate there with the, uh, with all the, with the three kids at the time. So we lived in the front yard in a tent and we would drive down to base. Remember that late after work and they would, I would meet them at my office and they would come in and take a shower in the office because that's the only showers we had there for a while, only hot water. And do the and do laundry at the laundromat yep. at and, the base. Yeah, so we had some late nights during the week. Shower, come home, either stay in the tent, which we stayed in the tent for quite a while there at the end, and at least the kids um, slept in the tent too. So we've had some adventures, right? And yeah. I think they've been great in a way, even though it was terrible. I kind of look back at that time with fondness because it was kind of fun. What do you yeah. think? It was a really wild time that we had. <laughs> yep. I, uh, we didn't do much because we were, like, us kids didn't do much. I knew you and Mom did so much doing that so we could, like, go to school, you going to work, Mom buying um, furniture, Mom checking out, like, Lazy Boy furniture for the house. And all that cool stuff. Yeah, you say. So yeah, when during that time, when I would go to work, and they didn't really have any place to stay, if it was the weekend and I was off training, or even at night, sometimes Kate would take the kids and just go shopping. Not even shopping, just walking around stores so they could get in, inside, get some heat or some air conditioning, uh, and just get away while the workers were were trying to hurriedly put part of the house together so we we could move in there. So. Uh, very interesting time. Good story that you'll be able to tell your kids someday when you have kids, right? And yeah. they're they're whining about something. You can say, at least you don't have to live in the tent in the front yard like I did, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm almost out of the Army. I'm pretty much out now. I'm on my terminal leave. I have my retirement ceremony here in a few weeks. Um, what are your thoughts now that Dad's out of the Army? What excites you about it? Well, you're now here. You'll be able to... Have mom's back, have my back. Uh, take care of Maverick and Darby, and sometimes Fallon. Uh, well, going hunting, you not missing anybody's games, f sports games, any games. You just being here more is yeah. the best part. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm looking forward to all of those the same things. That's you know that's the reason the reason that we are doing this, not just me. This is a this is a joint effort all the way through. Um, so if you were, could go back, or you could give another military kid some advice, right, about all the moving and the deployments and anything you know about what it's like growing up in this lifestyle, what what advice would you give them? Well, if you're the oldest one. Let the mom do the punishing. <laughs> never do the punishing because it never works out for you. That's right. Uh, I learned that the hard way. Um, always 
look out for your mom. Even though she's boss, you should always help her. Um, and always, uh, be thankful that your dad always comes back. Yeah. And that's all I can say. Yeah, because you know, and you've been around long enough, sometimes not everybody comes home from my deployments, right? So uh, we've been blessed and fortunate that I've came home every time, right? And uh, I, I hope you didn't dwell too much on that when I was gone, right? Hopefully you just thought I was over there kicking butt, which I was, by the way, right? But okay, we're, we're going to come, we're coming to a close on this, on this podcast, which is that's probably the my favorite one that I've had so far. Sitting here and talking to my son, let's uh, let's end it on a high note here. I want you to tell me a funny story about our family, something we've done as a family that was funny, or that you've done in the family, and then something that happened at school that's kind of funny. Uh, I'm thinking right now. Uh, you can- I remember at Australia. Grandma and Vernon were there visiting us, and we were going to the winery or the vineyard. And we were up on a hill. Our house is up on a hill, all the way up top of a hill. And you have to go down the hill just to go anywhere. So we were all on the car. It was a Jeep at the time. And we were going down this hill, and then it broke down. So I was blessed with the sight of you and Vernon trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You eventually figured it out, and then we are at the vineyard, and they don't have anything to drink. So my mouth is a desert. I figured out that vine grapes, no, not vine grapes, wine grapes taste awful. Oh, that's right. I'm watching you guys enjoy free samples of wine. And it was not a pleasant experience when you're like eight. <laughs> Did, was it? Was were we just walking around the vineyard and you grabbed one and and tried it and it was terrible. Yeah. I remember the face you made looked like you sucked on a sour sour lemon, right? <laughs> yeah. And then what about school? What's happened at school that's uh, funny? I, I haven't been thirteen in a few years. What's <laughs> going on at school these days? Uh, not much. I math is just getting awful uh teachers over obsessed with social studies um tests all the time uh whenever i take a test i'm always scared that i get an f but you don't not Not all the time not not very often right and when you do i make sure you know you remember it right i don't i don't let you get away with it right i do want to ask you one more question before we go into our our deck of cards questions all right so a couple days ago or last saturday me and you went down to fort benning and i took you around some of the places that i went through right i went went, took you to coal range where ranger selection is victory pond where the ranger school graduation is and then we ended at the airborne towers where airborne school is what did you think about that trip? What did you like about it? I thought it was cool. You, It was like going through your ranger life of training. Yeah. What was your favorite stop? Coal Range. How come? Because you told me about uh, what, the commanders or drill sergeants by the fire like, hey, you want to quit? Come over. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. 
That's right. Yeah, it was a great trip. And I'll encourage all of you out there who got who who have kids. I think sometimes we get tied down a little bit with the tyranny of the now, which means we get a little bit too busy to stop and reflect sometimes. And some and when we do, sometimes we only reflect in with ourselves and we don't include our family. Uh, so I thought it was it was the timing was right to bring Jackson down and just show him some of the places where I've been and uh, some of the stuff I've been through and tell him some of the stories about why I've been gone as much as I've been gone for the last, um, you know, 20 years and why when I get up in the morning, my back hurts and I have a headache and my, <laughs> you know, I'm not moving like I was when I was 13 years old. And we just had, a, it was just a good time talking about it, talking about Band of Brothers when we saw the 101st Airborne Division logo at Airborne School. Uh, Jackson's a military history buff, I would say. He knows all the tanks and airplanes by heart and was telling me more than I knew. So if you haven't done it, if you former military or not military, it doesn't matter what your profession is, share a little bit of it with your kids. It'll It'll mean something, maybe not a lot at the moment, but I think, you know, Years from now, when I'm gone and you're got your kids, you can tell them stories about the time you went around and walked around on Fort Benning, right? Yeah. So make sure you do that and just be intentional about it. So we'll finish up here, Jackson, and we're going to do the interview deck, okay? Okay. So I'm going to ask you, we're going to ask each other three questions, three cards. I have no idea what these cards say, all right? Okay. So, and and then we'll do the best. So I'll do three and you do three. You want to start or you want me to start? Are we alternating or? Yeah, we'll alternate. Okay. You want to go first or me? You go first. All right. So here we go. Let's see what our first one is for Jackson. <laughs> okay. If you or your partner, your wife in the future, all right, okay. future Jackson, were pregnant, <laughs> Where would be the worst place to go into labor? A toilet. <laughs> or a porta potty or something. Like an unsanitary place where a baby should not be born is not a good place. And also, what question is that? I think that's very I mean that's you're not wrong, right? That's a that would be a terrible spot. Can you reach it? Here you go. What would you do with an extra hour in a day? Oh, an extra hour in a day. Man, I'm always, I would, I would try, I guess I would just, you know, it's kind of a cheesy cliche answer that goes along with the podcast, but I'd just spend more time with you guys, right? Uh, if it was during hunting season, I'd stay in the hunting stand one more hour, right? And hope that that big buck comes in. But time is the one thing we cannot make more of, right? Can't make more land and we can't make more time. Uh, and I would probably just, I would spend that hour with the people that I enjoy the most. How's that? Is that a good answer? Yeah. Okay. You're up. Let's see what wacky one you get. Okay. What is something you love that is vintage? You know what vintage means? Fragile. No, vintage, like old. Oh. Uh, hmm. That's a pretty hard question because I don't have that many old things. Hmm. Yeah, that's a very hard question. I think I know the answer to it for you. What? Right? You like military history and like old tanks and stuff. Yeah. I think that's what you like, isn't it? Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. I don't own it, though. Yeah. You don't own it. Maybe, maybe that's something vintage you wish you could own. Yeah. 
It all is right. something Vinadry could all own. You're a boss of many. Would you want them to fear or love you? Love me. Right? Yeah. I think uh, it, if they love you, they'll respect you and um that's that's what you need more uh, but if they're just if they fear you uh they're just gonna do what they have to they're gonna do what they have to do because not out of not because they want to because they think they have to but if they love you maybe they'll do it because they want to or think there's just a lot more there's a lot more room for everything in love than there is in fear what do you think yes that's a very good answer Okay, last one for you, Jax. <laughs> what words do you always struggle to spell correctly? Uh, actually, it's the word has. I always put an E at the end. I don't know why. But I can spell the word onomatopoeia correctly, but I cannot spell the word has. That's a word? Yeah, okay. has. Not has. I know has is a word, onomatopoeia. Yeah, it's like the pow word. All right, prove it. Spell it. Okay, I need a piece of paper. Oh, <laughs> that's what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. Put you on. Oh, you're just going to go to the card. We're going to get off this yeah. subject. Yeah. If you're musically inclined, who would you want to have a private jam session with? Oh, if I was musically inclined, who would I have a private jam session with? That's a tough question because there's a lot of people out there. But I guess it, you know, I've talked about it before. Probably Metallica. <laughs> just to get in there and see them. Uh, hit inner sandman live and jam with them right i think that'd be pretty good and if my, if my if i can choose my musical musical inclination i'm singing i'm singing right i'm singing or my bass guitar what about you i'll throw it back to you uh probably metallica as well i really like all their songs they're really good and yeah i love just having to in fact, it would be better if I had you with the jam session with Metallica. Oh, now I like where your head's at, Jackson. That's very good. So we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks for doing this, Jax. I know you're nervous. Yeah. I, I liked, but you were true. I could see the emotion on your face, and it was all I could do over here to not uh, start slobbering and crying on this microphone. Uh I thank you guys for watching. I appreciate it. Make sure you spend some time with your kids. Sit down and have a conversation with them. You don't need a microphone and cameras to do that. Uh, love you, kid. I'm looking forward to the years to come. Um, watching you grow up, become a man, right? When we can shave that nasty mustache you have on there. Stop okay. making fun of my mustache. <laughs> okay. Deal. I'll, I'll quit making fun of your mustache. Um, thanks for listening. For all of you out there, make sure you like, share, subscribe, comment, leave, give us some feedback. And... Uh, last uh, welcome to the new to the new studio uh we're excited we got exciting things to come and we'll uh, check in with you guys next week later bye